Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Welcome everyone. It is June 1st. 2015, and we are here for Twitter, social media in 2015, Twitter training. Tweet, 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 everybody tweet, tweet, tweet. I am your host, Coach Janine, and for those of you that don't know me, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about me, but I do want you to know who I am. I am Janine Howard. I am the owner of Dreamcatcher. And I came up with my business name when I was in the Marine Corps and noticed that people were leaving the military and they weren't enthused. They had no goals. They had no big plan. And they honestly looked kind of depressed. And I realized it was because they had never dreamed or been afforded the opportunity to dream. And I just found it very sad. So while I was working on my master's degree, one of my classmates said I should become a coach and teach people how to reinvent themselves since that was something I had personally done. And I dismissed the idea for probably over two years. And then finally one day I just decided, you know what, I was halfway through my Ph.D. program. I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to start that business. I'm going to be a life coach. And... 2006, September 2006, I started my business. 2007, I worked as a therapist the whole year and just kind of fine-tuned the coaching basics, the teleclasses and getting all my contracts, doing everything to get ready to have paying clients. 2008, I decided to stop working and focus strictly on coaching. But guess what? Nobody wanted to pay me. They wanted, nobody wanted to pay me as a life coach. But I had people asking me how and why I was using social media. And I had gone to my very first big coaching conference in October 2008. And at that conference, they were telling us to get on social media. We needed to be on MySpace. We needed, yes, I have a MySpace account. We needed to be on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. So if you go to my Twitter, I have been on Twitter since, I want to say, November 2008. And I'm still on Twitter. I love Twitter. It has proven very beneficial for my business, and I'll be sharing some stories and real-life experiences with you as we progress. So, again, I just, social media wasn't something that I set out to teach. It just, it found me. People wanted me to teach them. It led to a lot of paid speaking with Fayetteville State University and some, the local community colleges here, and you can see from my bio, I have been a test question contributor, specifically Twitter with the Social Media Institute certification program a couple years ago. My LinkedIn, or not LinkedIn, one of my Pinterest boards was 
selected, I think it's number 76 in the top 100 Pinterest boards. I did what makes that makes that wow is I did not know the individual that selected my board. It's not like it was a family friend or some, you know, a business colleague putting together a list and I made the list. No, it was just out of the blue, totally random that I made the list. So I do know what I'm talking about. And this course came about because several of my clients had been going to some of the free training and being told things that I totally disagree with. They were being told they don't belong on LinkedIn, it's only for job hunting, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that. And I find that wrong. I mean, a lot of people were saying Twitter's dead. Twitter is not dead. It is very much alive. So that's how this class came about. I want to dispel the myths that, that are going around about social media. Again, I don't consider myself a social media expert. I think when people use that title, you need to, in, they're approaching you to hire them, you need to run. Social media changes every day. No one can stay on top of it on all these platforms. People may be an expert in one platform, and that's all they do, and they have a team of people who are really behind the scenes doing the work and tweaking things and figuring it out. Those are the true experts, but for the most part, 90, I would say 90, 99% of the people saying they're experts are not. They're just like me. They they know what works for them and their business, and they know is up to date is what they are. You know, so it changes all the time. So, are you ready to get started? Grab your handout, and again, it's a rough draft. I always do a rough draft first because I start thinking of more things as I'm teaching the class that I want to add to the handout. So you'll get the handout probably on Tuesday or Wednesday. Let's just jump right in. In 2014, Twitter dethroned LinkedIn as the number one social selling channel for business-to-business -business for sales professionals. That right there... You need to be on Twitter, whether you're a social media manager, you're in the sales arena, you're, and as a small business owner, we're all in sales. We've got several people on the call who are sales managers. We've got a couple of social media managers. We're, we've got all, everything on here, but you know what? Social media is a great marketing strategy. When you don't have a big budget to spend on marketing, use social media. And that's what I did for my business. I didn't have, I wanted to stay debt free. And I wanted the ability to take my business global, not just be here in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And Twitter, LinkedIn, using this talk shoe platform for teleclasses, radio shows, they've all been very valuable. They all work together to help you grow your business. It's not just one. And as we go through these next six weeks together, I don't expect you to become an expert on every platform, but I want you to understand how they all work together and then pick two or three that are going to be the top platforms that you use. And I will help you make that decision because it's going to be based on your particular business. Each business is different on where they should be. Here's another really interesting 
statistics. 74% of the sales professionals who beat their quota by 10% or more describe themselves as highly effective or better than most social media users. In contrast, almost half of sales reps who reported low social media use missed their 2014 sales quota. So again, if you want to hit your sales quotas, which we all should have as small business owners, social media is a way to help you hit those quotas, get those numbers. Now, for those of you that don't know, Twitter is considered a microblogging site. A tweet is only 140 characters, and it, the life of a tweet is about seven seconds. So why would you want to use Twitter? It's great to help you build your visibility. You get seen online. You show up in search results. People see you. People globally see you. So you're visible. It helps you increase your credibility. You get known for sharing quality information. That's where you can implement your contact content writing, your content marketing, article writing, media releases. When you share like a tip article, each one of those tips can be a tweet with a URL back to where you have the article, whether it's your blog, e-zine articles, a publication you got printed in, published, whatever. But it helps you increase your credibility. It helps you get known as the expert. Again, you want to be the media darling, the niche expert for your particular area of expertise. And of course, it helps you increase revenue. Twitter is the one that drives the traffic to my online store. I would say 99% of the sales through my online store come through Twitter. They're driven by Twitter to my online store. And there are people, you know, I just, I think it was, maybe three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I had my first ebook sale to Australia. And I was just all excited. It was my cookbook, my little $3 cookbook I created in 2009. And somebody in Australia bought it. So I was thrilled. So again, Twitter helps you go global. Another reason, number five on your list here, to use Twitter is because you get to keep an eye on the competition. You get to play I Spy. Watch them. Watch what they're doing. Watch their keywords. What keywords are they using? When are they posting? Be the undercover detective. See what they're doing. Also, number six, see what your customers and clients are saying about your business. Use it as a great customer service tool. I've got several examples of Overstock.com. One day, this was years ago when I first started, Josh, my son, had bought a laptop. It stopped working after like 31 and 32 days. Well, when you go to Overstock's return policy for computers, at day 10 or 15, you get X amount refunded. Day 20 was something. Day 30, X amount. After that, big goose egg, zero. I went on Twitter, and I wasn't trying to be ugly, but I just said, bought a laptop from, my son bought a laptop from Overstock. 
where at day 30 it stopped working in a sad face. Within minutes, somebody tweeted me saying, contact us at this number or email, I think it was an email, and send us the information. So I emailed it, and they immediately then came on Twitter and said, we've received your email, someone should be contacting you within minutes. Phone rang, got contacted. Quick end to the story, by that night they had troubleshooted the computer. It was working fine. It got fixed. I would never have called. I wouldn't have because I'm not a rule breaker. I would not have asked them to break or bend their rules on that 30-day policy. But about a month later, I get a um, check in the mail, and they were gave us a uh, $50, I call it a nag factor, you know, a, a a refund, whatever you want to call it, $50 check for inconvenience fee because of the trouble we had with the laptop. So, of course, being the mom who had to deal with it all, I got to keep the $50. So it's a great customer service tool. Recently, when I was shopping for stuff with my daughter for her wedding, we checked in on Foursquare to Michael's, and they they were quick. Michael's, Harris Teeter, Food Line, Lowe's Foods, a few of those are really good about the minute you check in on Foursquare. We can have a separate Foursquare class because I love Foursquare too. And they immediately reply with, hope you had a great visit, would you buy, you know, something to that nature to engage the conversation. So Michael said something about, I don't know, I don't remember how it started, but I said, oh, yeah, I was shopping for my daughter's wedding. I think they asked what what crafts were I gonna, was I going to do that weekend or something. I said, no, I bought stuff for my daughter's wedding, and they said, well, have a, have a great wedding. And I said, oh, you'll be there, because, of course, I want to play nice. I said, you're going to be there. I just bought two flower girl baskets and a ring bearer pillow. And then they replied back something. So it's a great way to establish rapport with big companies, with your customers. But it's also a great way to find employees and watch your employees. It's not illegal to do that. You can do it. Because, again, it's open territory. You just have to be careful. And I think I did post either in the Mastermind group or on my business page, uh, an article about that again today on some of the unions have really been cracking down on businesses, you know, what they can do if they see a, a employee complaining about the work environment and things like that. But you definitely want to watch to make sure they're not giving away all your trade secrets. So those are some reasons why you really want to use Twitter. So next thing we want to talk about is picking your username. And I'll tell you, you can have more than one username more than one account. With each account, though, or username, you do need to have a separate email address assigned to it. So you may need to go get a Gmail or a Yahoo or just something kind of, you know, unimportant that just is used to accompany that username. I have two. I have Coach Janine, which is for business, and I have You Need a Resume, which is for my career, career coaching and resume writing type. You know, very separate tweets go out on each one. You can use your city, you could use your county, if the name's available. It's free to grab, so grab it. Because if you use, like, um, I have one client who is 
ENC Cairo chiropractor. Another one that was um, trying to think all of a sudden I forgot. I think it was North NC Oncology, ENC Oncology or something like that. He's a cancer doctor. I think it was ENC Oncology. And then another client is Jacksonville NC because she wants to, anybody looking for Jacksonville, she wants them to come follow her and indirectly then she's, you know, marketing her business. So get creative with your username. Think about how do people know you by. People know me as Coach Janine, so that was a no-brainer. I'm going to be Coach Janine so they can easily find me. When you're putting up your profile picture, make sure it's the same. Use the same picture across all your platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, professional. Not a silly little icon of, you know, cartoon character or any of that silliness. No, be, be businessy, a professional headshot. So let's keep moving on. I'm kind of talking a lot and running out of speed all of a sudden. Let's okay, you've chosen your username, you know why you need to be on here. Let's look turn to page two on setting up your profile. Again, if you if you don't have a profile, go to twitter.com. And if you've already got one you and have not visited your profile in a while, you'll see it looks different. It looks almost like Facebook with the timeline photo, but guess what? Your Facebook timeline photo won't fit in there. It's smaller. So you're still going to need to do some maneuvering with the photo. And again, you know, PicMonkey, Share His Image, Canva, they're all great places to get to design your photos. Or go on over to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And for $5.50, have somebody design you a professional-looking, I call it cover, t timeline photo for that. Make it something that's going to sell your business. Almost use it like a billboard. Put your tagline, your phone number, something. Call to action because you want to ultimately drive the traffic to your website. So, one, you're going to set up your profile to make connections. And I cannot stress this enough. Do not focus on numbers. Focus on the quality of your connections. Same goes for Facebook, LinkedIn. Don't worry about having thousands. I'd rather have 10 who engage and are my ideal ideal clients than 1,000 who are pole dancers and all this other silly stuff that sometimes ends up on my page and I have to delete them. But you want to attract the right type of people. So, again, you want your profile to look professional. Don't post pictures or comments that are unprofessional. If you would be embarrassed for your mom or grandma to see them, keep them off. Write your profile in the first person. Now, with Twitter, you're going to see you don't have a whole lot of room. But if you're going to use social ump, buffer, one of those type of scheduling type programs, you'll be able to write a bigger profile and have it linked, and it'll be seen. You want to include some hobbies and outside interests so you can establish rapport. 
if you look at my Twitter, it's a lot of the cat rescue organizations, all because one day I posted, I wish, does anybody, I asked if anybody had an old dog house that I could have or buy because we had a hurricane coming and I wanted to put it in the woods for the feral cats. Well, all these cat rescues started following me. But guess what? Those cat rescue people, they they know how to share. They would share my information like crazy. So establish rapport with it. And if you're over on my Facebook, you're going to see it's all the pit bull rescues. Two separate groups on two separate platforms lets me tap in and be loyal to each one in a different way. So in order to drive traffic from your social media site, from your Twitter to your website, you, you again, need to take time to establish rapport and get to know people. It's important. Growing your network, you, again, want quality visitors. You want to ask questions, share really good content. You could friend the people you meet in networking events. Use the search feature on the main Twitter. Don't spam. Do not spam. Spamming is when it's just constantly blatant by this, by that. Now, I'm not saying don't promote. I'm saying don't spam. Don't be generic. Don't always promote your business. And we get into this in a little bit, but it's a three-to-one strategy, three nice quotes, something great content like an article or something, to one businessy post. And you're going to need to tweet often because, again, Twitter, the life of a tweet is about seven seconds. It's moving fast. It's moving very fast. Now, again, Twitter is a great way. Social media is a great way to establish yourself as the expert in your industry. So, again, you're going to do this by sharing information, resources, your own articles. Again, you can add infographs, pictures. Have fun with it. One thing you can do to get the, you know, again, don't get overwhelmed thinking, how do I have time to do all this? Set up Google Alerts. Go to Google Alerts. Use your keywords, whether it's cupcakes, typing, success, social media, whatever your keywords are for your industry, type them in. And Google Alerts will send you via email daily. You can set daily or weekly. I recommend daily because then you have fresh content every day to tweet out. It will send you the articles from online newspaper agencies and things that are um, relevant for those keywords. So I've got like cancer, chiropractic, fitness, social media, business owners or something like that. And I get separate emails every day. Google Alerts. Let it become your friend to help you get the content so you don't have to search. Again, you're going to increase your visibility for you and your business because you're going to be sharing information so people will be sharing that information. Compound friending. You have your group of friends. I grab something off your your Twitter feed to retweet. It goes out to over 7,000 on mine. 
compound friending. So again, here on number four, you might want to highlight this, the rule of three to one, share three personal or knowledge-based posts and one promote your business event type thing. That's when how you kind of avoid being spammy, salesy, is by sharing really good stuff and then throwing it in. Now, when it's time for me to fill an event like this one, you'll see I pick up the tempo and it becomes a little bit more spammy. But you know what? People know I, that's not my normal thing. I'm just filling an event and then I'm going back to sharing. I can go probably weeks without selling or, or advertising my business. I'm just sharing. And you'll find each platform has a time, kind of a time limit, I guess you would say, of how long people follow you before they buy or have a conversation to buy. I know if it's Facebook, it could be six months to a year. If it's Twitter, they're like I said, they're going to my online store. And LinkedIn is pretty immediate. They've got something now. They want to talk. Another way to use your Twitter is to become a, is affiliate marketing, become an affiliate, sharing resources for other people. ClickBank and there's several others you could look at. So let's recap real quick. Why do you use Twitter? Because you want to be visible, credible, you want to be the expert, you want to make money, you want to follow your competition, you want to see what your customers and clients are saying about, you want to watch your employees. You're going to get a really snazzy username so people know exactly who you are or what you do. They can find you. Again, you can have more than one. So maybe you're the yoga guru or the um, election agent man or something. Have fun with it. Get creative. And I encourage you to go over to the secret group on Facebook, which, again, I think I maybe forgot to say that. We do have a secret group. Go on in there, ask questions, post your Twitter username so we can follow each other, help promote each other, do some masterminding. If you have any questions, post them over there, and I will get in there and answer them. So let's look real quickly at Twitter etiquette. Use your manners, know your audience, no profanity, no nudie pictures, no anything that you don't want grandma to see. Don't be bashing other business owners. Don't be bashing other companies just because you had poor customer service. Save that for a direct message, which we'll get into. When somebody's retweeting or favoriting your, your tweets, thank the person. Engage in the polite conversation. Keep it social. Nice. Those are the real basics with Twitter. Now I want to jump in and do talk about some of the advanced features. And I'm sorry, I talk fast and why well, you have a handout. Okay, great question. Do you thank them for following you? Yes, you can. And I use social oomph and I have a standard auto reply that goes out. Some people say auto replies are really stinky poo and you shouldn't do it. I say it's all about how you write that auto-reply so that someone doesn't really realize it. The auto-reply is a great place to say, thanks for following me. I would love to share this ebook with you or this tip sheet. 
and you send a URL link over to your website, landing page, squeeze page, whatever you have that's got something they can download and you can add them to your list. Now, the problem with that is, and okay, next question, is it done with a direct message? It can be, yes, or it can be done with a public. Now, the downfall of immediately driving them to the website, you might find your list is littered with people who are not quality leads, so they're taking up primary list state on your newsletter list. So you just got to kind of weigh the pros and cons of that. I would say the amount of people that actually do take the bait and go over and download something, you know, I don't think it's very high. I don't know the actual percentage, but I don't think it's that high. But it is a strategy to help um, be polite. Okay, another great question. Do you have to follow everyone back? No. You do not have to follow everyone back, and you don't have to keep them on your list. If they're the pole dancing girl, for a while I kept getting pole dancers. I don't know. Or the one pushing porn or diet pills or whatever it is that, no. You can remove them. You do not have to follow them back. Now, this makes a good lead into, and I don't think I have it in the handout, so I'm going to write this so there will be a quick pause as I write about balancing followers and following. With Twitter, they want you to have a pretty equal balance of how many people you're following to how many are following you. Like right now, I'm stuck. I can't, more people can keep following me, but I can't follow others because if some Twitter algorithm says I need to delete a few dead weights on my feed and then I can add more people. So try to keep the balance. Okay, you're 300 off now. I don't think that's a big difference at all. I think the big difference is when it becomes a couple thousand. Like, I think I might be like 1,500 off on mine. And it's like, okay, I need to get in there. And, and there's tools that you can find. I use Social Oomph, and it'll, you know, there's tools that can identify the, the dead weight, the non-responders, the fake accounts, and you can clear them up. I just haven't done it in a while. And I'm making another note to find you that tool. Tool to remove dead weights. I'll try to get that to you. So let's move on and talk about hashtags. Hashtags can be wonderful, but they can also be very, very annoying. What is a hashtag? Don't overcomplicate it. A hashtag is a keyword with the little pound sign in front of it. You should know by now your keywords for your industry. If you don't, look at your competitors. What are they using? When you start, when you I use um, TweetDeck a lot. When I start to type in a hashtag, it'll give me options of ones that are most used, especially when I'm in doing resume, job tips, job sharing, career coaching. Those are very common used. Veteran hired, veteran jobs. It'll give me suggestions to use. You can create your own hashtag for an event or to identify a product. 
or a special. Uh, you can do a search to see if it's already being used. There are directories, hashtag directories. I listed one, twubs.com, but that's just one of many. If you just put in a search bar, hashtag directories, you'll find a zillion. So you can see if it's already being used, create your own and get it registered, but you don't have to even have it registered. Now the hashtag is going to go either at the beginning, the middle, the end. It can go anywhere in your tweet. Because you've only got 140 characters, you don't want to use a whole bunch of hashtags. So if I'm saying, I don't know, stay focused today, and I want focus to be a hashtag, instead of rewriting it at the end, hashtag focus, in the middle of that tweet, I could put, you know, is the word focused, I could put the hashtag right there. I could put it at the beginning. I could, wherever I want. But hashtags, people follow hashtags. I'm a Redskins fan. I, of course, I'm following hashtag Redskins. I'm a veteran business owner, so, you know, I'm going to use VBO, veteran business owner hashtag. Know your industry, know what to expect. But don't use a whole bunch, really no more than three. Especially on Facebook, all of a sudden you'll see people make up these long ones that are like 30 characters and this and that. That's just, don't do it, people, don't do it. It's just clutter, it's excessive, it's distracting. Now, if you get abusive with, with hashtags, Twitter can suspend and cancel your account. So don't tick off the Twitter gods when it comes to hashtags. But use them, you know, I always say use them sparingly. You don't need to use them every time, but maybe you want to. It's okay. Have fun with it. Again, watch what other people are doing. Watch what your competition's doing. Watch how people react to yours. Is it making a difference? Sharing images. I think we're lazy. People like to look at pretty pictures. They don't want to read. Short attention span. But here's some statistics that will make you want to add photos or images to your tweets. It, you know, the research has shown a 30% increase in clicks. 31% increase in visits to a website. 43% increase in retweets. Now, retweets when somebody shares, that's pretty good. If 43% of them are being reshared with a picture, that's a reason to add pictures. And you know, kind of that saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. We only have 140 characters. And when you're adding a picture, it's even less, but don't ask me the exact amount. I would have to look it up right now. I don't remember off the top of my head. 48% increase in favorites. That's the little star, and we'll get into favorites in a little bit. 33% increase in lead conversion. That's getting somebody to sign up for your newsletter, or you know they're downloading something, a tip sheet, and a 55% then increase in leads. So lots of good reasons there to be using images on Twitter. Now you can, if you're on the main Twitter account, the Twitter page, 
you can add four images at once to a tweet. Maybe you're showing cake designs or you're working on a project, you're an artist and you've got beginning, middle, ends. Um, I don't know, have fun with it. You can tag people in a photo, tap on the who's in this photo to tag people, then type in the full name or their username and tap done. You can tap tweet to post your message and photos. Your tweet's character count will update to include the pic.twitter.com URL for your photos. You can also send photos from direct messages. Now, if you're tagged, you can either just block the person, which is going to block, you know, remove them, or you can just tap the tag and then backspace or delete. Now, that's before it's deleted, sorry. Don't want to confuse you there. So on page four, look at that. To remove a tag before you've tweeted it, you just backspace or hit the delete button. Once it's tweeted, it's there. Photo sizes can be up to 5 MB. Animated GIFs can be 3 MB. Photos must be the GIF, the JPEG, or the PNG. Now, to remove yourself from a photo you're tagged, and again, this is on page four, tap into the detail view of the tweet, then tap the little dot, 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 and remove tag, select the remove tag from photo. And again, you can block a user from tagging you, but this is going to block them. Or I've got instructions whether you've got the iPhone or an Android on how to do it on your phone. Honestly, I haven't even tried it, so I'm going to have to find a reason to try it. Now, best time to tweet. Here's the latest research. Best time to tweet is Monday through Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m. Peak time, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Worst time to tweet is every day after 8 p.m. and Friday after 3 p.m. That's what the research says. Now, you ready for my guidelines? My guidelines are know your followers. When are they on? My followers get up at 4 or 5 in the morning. They're on at 4 or 5 in the morning. They're at work by 8. They're not on during the day. My followers are international. They're on the West Coast over at Camp Pendleton. They're in Hawaii. They're in Okinawa. They're in Germany. Now we've got Australia. So I'm not going to follow this timeline. I'm going to go and hit when I think people on the East Coast are reading my tweets, and I'm going to post again when I think people on the West Coast are reading my tweets. I'm keeping it all out there. I'm keeping my options open because, again, I know Twitter drives traffic to my online store, and that's where I make money in the middle of the night with my eBooks. Know your followers. Pay attention to when they're retweeting, when they're talking to you, those type of things. Now, let's move on to Twitter alerts. When I hear alerts, I think of that. Remember, and you're probably some of you are too young to remember. Be alert. We need more alerts. I think that was so like, what, 1980, grade school, high school. 
Twitter alerts are tweets published by select public agencies and emergency organizations during a crisis. They will appear highlighted on your timeline and instantly set, sent to your cell phone as a text message. Now, to enable, you need to go to the organizations participating and look for the feature, and it's probably on their website or on their Twitter page. Now, and you know, and those are all very valuable, and of course they scare you in the middle of the night and that type of thing. That's what they're supposed to do. But when I think of a Twitter alert, I'm thinking of the mobile notifications on my cell phone. I have some of my favorite coaches and authors, Caesar Milan, The Dog Whisperer, Paula Dean. My favorites come to my cell phone the minute they tweet. You go to your personal or to that person's profile. So if you wanted to get my tweets on your phone, on your Twitter, go to Coach Janine. And then you're going to click on the More User Actions. It's near that little gear-looking thing. And select Turn on Mobile Notifications. Turn on Mobile Notifications. That's from my page if you want to follow me on your phone. Now, Go to your page for mobile settings and select the date, the time of day you want them to start arriving on your phone and when you want them to stop. I have them shut off at 9 p.m. at night, and I think they start at either 5 or 6 a.m. because my people are morning people, the people I, I want to get in there and retweet my coach's stuff. I want to play nice. So, again, turn on motive, mo, oh, I can't talk, sorry, mobile notifications on the person's profile that you want to receive on your phone. And now it's good, too. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be your, your buddy, your pal, your mastermind partner because you want to see what's going on and you want to get those messages right away. And then go to your mobile settings to select the time that you want them to start and when you don't. Now you can also, when you're on your settings, go to email notifications and select the appropriate notifications that you want to receive in your email. Now, again, you're going to get a lot. So I recommend setting up these notifications, the email notifications, to go to an email account you don't use very often. Maybe it's a Yahoo. Maybe you have a Gmail you don't use. Have them go to a different account because you don't want to be cluttering up your email with these because you're going to get quite a few. It's just the way Twitter works. So that's your Twitter alert. We've gone over the best time to tweet. Twitter alerts. Now we're moving on to lists. I love lists. Twitter lists, Facebook lists. I'm, I, you know, I make my to-do list. So of course I love these lists. You're going to go to your profile, the little icon thingy, and click on lists, and you can create lists. Lists can be public and they can be private. Now, why do you want lists? Because guess what? If you've got seven, 8,000 followers or more, it's hard to watch them all and to remember who everybody is. So if you have them in lists, you can quickly click on a list and read everything going on in that list. Some examples that I have, I have North Carolina Peeps, which is business owners in North Carolina. I have veteran business owners or military Peeps. Strictly people, military, I want to follow. 
I've got Redskins fans because I'm a Redskins fan. I want all my Redskins stuff in one nice little place so when I don't have my direct TV and watching the game, I can see what's going on through Twitter. I've got, I think I have a friend's one that I set up when I was trying it when they first came out with lists, and it is secret, private, so nobody can tell if they're really on it or not. For me, the reason I love having lists, I have one with new friends, because, again, I have peaked out. Twitter won't let me add more people right now. But I can add them to my list. I don't have to follow people to add them to a list. So you can have up to 5,000 followers per list. And you can have a 1,000 lists. Now, both of these numbers have increased. It used to be you could only have 20 lists. And you could only have 500 followers per list. But now it lets you have 5,000 followers per list and 1,000 lists. Again, if you don't want to clutter up everybody in your actual followers, you can put them over on a list and remove them from being a follower. You do not have to follow somebody to have them on a list. So some suggestions for using lists. Family, friends, they could all be separate. Competitors. Yes. I would really recommend making that one very private, secret, so nobody can see it. But put your competition in their own list so you can watch what they're doing. Again, you want to see what keywords they're using. You want to see what time of day they're posting. You want to see what they're doing. What programs are they doing? Are they stealing your content? I've had people steal my content. I had a virtual assistant years ago, back in 2010, 9 or 10, who not only stole my my whole business model, she stole my articles that she was supposed to be posting, and she did post them on easing articles, but she was then hosting her own radio show, and guess what? Reading my articles word for word as if they were hers. So, Use this to follow. Have your peers or people in your mastermind group could be a list. Like I have a mastermind group, Ignite Your Profits Mastermind. All my members could be in a list that I quickly click on and follow. Your your alumni organizations, your maybe Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, I'm just really going off the top of my head. Anything now could be a list. Clients, your favorite, maybe you have a favorite customer list, a favorite client list. If you're in direct sales and you have, you know, just your primo ones who always are singing your praises and buying, put them in their own list because guess what? Then you can easily see what they're talking about. And if there's a slowdown in them buying, you can see also what are they now doing. Because sometimes people get shiny object syndrome and you need to, See what's going on. So create those lists. Now, some tips, and we're on page six. You can follow a list without following the people on the list. So an example, Linda, my mastermind partner, she's in the in the D.C. area, Ashburn. She may not want all my Redskins fans as followers, and she doesn't want to follow them all, but she wants to watch what's going on with the game, so she follows my list just to see what's going on in the Redskins community, because I already created the list. Uh, If you end up on a list you don't want to be on, ask the creator to remove you. 
Now you can also block the list creator's account. Of course, that's going to totally block you. But try to be nice about it. I'm on list. It's kind of cool when you find out you're on a list. Like, really? Somebody loves what I post, what I tweet? It's pretty cool. It's good for your ego. Again, you can make your list public or private. And you can make it public, then private. But if it's private, you can't go back. And the people following the list will no, be, ugh, no longer be able to see it. If it's private, nobody can really follow it and eavesdrop. So if I made that Redskins list private, Linda wouldn't be able to see it. Tweet chat. Tweet chat. I, I'm not a fan of tweet chat. I've tried it in the past. Um, it's establishing a hashtag. And getting on Twitter and having a conversation. It's kind of like having a cocktail party. Everybody's on there chattering. Somebody will usually be the, the host. And they post out something and then everybody replies. But they're all using that same hashtag so it's all showing up in the same feed. Tweet chat. We could play with it one day if everybody's if you're curious and want to try it. Live tweeting an event, I think this is important. I always forget. So I think if it's in writing, you'll have it. It's a cute, good little checklist. Uh, great way to, you know, when people are tweeting at a live event, I do a fall retreat every year. If people were tweeting, other people would be figuring out what they're missing. If we were tweeting during these calls, people would be figuring out some of the cool stuff. You'd be maybe saying some of the quotes and They'd be like, oh, I want to join that. So it's a great way to see what people are missing. If you're going to be selling a video or a workbook from your event, it's a good way to drive traffic to the website. Sorry you can't attend live. Order the workbook or order the video, something. Now, here's some really good tips. You know, your Twitter bio is not very long, but you could really rewrite it to match the event. Instead of just saying business coach, I could say social media Mythbuster, because that's what I want to do is uh, silence some of these myths that my people have been hearing. So you're going to rewrite your bio. Create a landing page, squeeze page, page on your website, blog, specifically offering like a download that people could download something. But Instead of the URL to your website, have it be for this event. Then what I love with the new Twitter main page is you can pin a, pick, a pin a tweet to the top. So whenever somebody goes there, they're seeing this main tweet. So, again, make one, a picture one that corresponds with the event you want to promote. And then on your website, create, add the little Twitter wall so they can see all the scrolling tweets about the event. And I've listed some tools, Twitterfall, TweetWall Pro, Tint. I have not used any of them. Then live tweeting tips for during the event. Keep the tweets very concise. Avoid splitting a thought into two tweets. Remember to use the at name when starting a tweet with a name. Tweet your own content, photos, quotes, commentary, links to books, films, anything that's being mentioned. And monitor the attendees who are tweeting, retweeting, favoriting, and reply to tweets and direct messages. 
when I went to Allie Brown Shine and some other things mega years ago, I went to even Spark and Hustle, they had built into their presentation, you know, every now and then a slide with the hashtag and telling you to go tweet, you know, your answer to this question or whatever. It's a great way to engage the audience and keep them going. Now, this tweeting for live events does take time and it takes a plan. And for me, again, I've gotten so busy at my events, I never end up tweeting and the people are concentrating and working so they're not taking pictures and tweeting either. It's almost like I would have to have a paid person there just to do the tweeting because I get so busy and my people get so busy, we don't do it. But it is a great thing to do. Maybe you've got a ribbon cutting or you're just doing a customer event day. Go for it. Paid campaigns, just like LinkedIn and Facebook, Twitter now is offering the paid campaign. I have not paid. I really caution you to know a budget, know what you're doing, know the intended use, your intended audience, and always just as if you're doing a Facebook, which we'll get into Facebook one of these days, one of these weeks, you really got to know what you're doing. Keep it very specific. Don't you know, shoot a tweet out to the entire world if you're having a live event in Jacksonville, North Carolina. How many people are going to come? Don't waste your money on those clicks. That's paid campaign. Now, here's some of the really cool updates favoriting a tweet. It's like getting a gold star. When you're, I use TweetDeck, so but it's the same when you're on your main page. You see the tweet, and you see these little shadows of things above it. Well, you'll see a little star outline. When you click on it, it becomes a gold star. Now, it's again, it's great for your ego when somebody has favorited a tweet. It means they like it, and they've probably retweeted it. So it's a, several things here with that. When somebody favorites... Start paying attention. Are they always favoriting? I've got a couple that always favorite my stuff. So that's a sign I need to be engaging in a conversation with them. I need to be thanking them. I need to see what they have. What can I retweet of theirs to help them? Play nicely. Always play nicely. But it's really cool to get that gold star. It looks good on your feed. It's attention-getting. So again, pay attention to what type of, or I should say, pay attention to what users are favoriting. What are they favoriting? What type of content? And try to engage them. And also, again, pay attention to when they're favoriting. You know, kind of use the whole analytics there. Now, they have retweet with comments. Now, before you could retweet and add a comment, but you had it went right into the word count. So, you know, again, you've only got 140 words, or I'm sorry, characters. Don't use all 140 because if somebody else wants to retweet or add a comment, you're taking up, they got to figure out how to cut it down to keep it within that. So now with the retweet with comments, it shows up, above the tweet in its own block. And it works on both mobile and desktop. I I don't really see it on TweetDeck, but I see it on the original Twitter. 
Another really neat item now is direct messages without following. Now, why is this so cool? Because, again, I've peaked. I can't add more people right now, but they can add me, and then they want to send me a message. They're like, but, hey, I can't reply to your question, or I can't do this or that because you're not following me. Well, now it's not an issue. They don't have to follow me. I don't have to follow them, and they can send me a direct message. Downside, maybe you would see some spam, but I think the positives outweigh the negatives on that one. So, the again, direct messages without following, I think it's a good thing. Because sometimes not everyone in the world needs to see your conversation. I had somebody, I honestly don't remember where they were from. I think they were from another country. And it was one of my relationship posts, tweets. And they asked something and they said, could they send me, or would I review one of their new something they have going out? And I said, yes. And then it was, well, will you send me an email? Yes, here's my email. And it was finally, okay, thank you. Check your email soon or something. But nobody needs to see all that. That was just private between us. So direct messages without following, really cool thing. The abuse policy has been updated with Twitter. They're really going after the people being nasty online, so don't be abusing anyone. Um, they're just really trying to, I think, protect themselves from a lawsuit with the vandalism that's been you know, going crazy with people jumping on the bandwagon and vandalizing cities, entire towns. They're not condoning those things. They're not condoning bullying. They're not condoning derogative, nasty comments to women or any of that. So their abuse policy has tightened up. But, of course, I don't think it really applies to any of us that we need to worry about being shut down for abusing each other. Periscope. And I wish I wouldn't have had to re-record this. Brad was telling us earlier he's used the Periscope. From what I can tell, it came out in maybe March of this year, and it is basically an online live video, and it's for about seven seconds. It just on May 25th came out for Android, so it might be something we want to try to play around with and have some fun with it. Again, that's Periscope, and it's a live video, kind of like Google's got Google Hangouts and this one's a live video. So we can have some fun with that. Quote tweet allows you to add comments to a quote, but not try to find my notes real quick. I want to say it added an extra 116 characters, but let me find exactly where I found that. Because I don't have it typed in the handouts yet, because I just kept finding some more things. Okay, the quote. Um, it appears, the quote appears when you click the retweet button on Twitter. If you choose the quote tweet feature, you'll show that person's tweet, along with the ability to add up to 116 characters of your own text to go along with it. It's like having a tweet inside a tweet. So yes, we want to start, if we've got something more to share or to add on, using the quote tweet. Highlights. 
Twitter introduces Highlights. It's a new app. It's actually an app called Highlights. Highlights look at things like accounts and conversations that are popular on, among people you follow, tweets from people you're closely tied to, topics and events that are trending, and people that are popular or trending. It's basically some analytics. And it is only for Android right now. So that's the highlight feature. Now, any questions? I probably talked way too fast. Hopefully I did not overwhelm anyone. Some resources. How do you do all this without losing your mind? I'm a TweetDeck person. Some people love Hootsuite. TweetDeck allow it's like a big cockpit, and I can see my followers. I can see direct messages to me. I can see all my clients. I just add all these columns to who I want to follow. So my private clients, I follow them. Or if somebody's working specifically with social media, I'll add them. All I have to do is scroll across, and I can watch. And all the accounts that I do social media management for, they're on there. And I can quickly see what's going on. I can quickly reply, direct message, add photos, everything. To me, it's just easier than the main Twitter page. I have not been on the main Twitter to use it for my tweeting probably since 2009, or right away when I started. I'm a TweetDeck person. Again, some people like Hootsuite, some like TweetDeck. And there's been others that have come and gone. TweetDeck is free. It's a great resource. Just if you're going to use it, make sure you, you turn off the sound or the little chirping bird will drive you nuts. Now, Buffer, Social um, those are just two of the scheduling-type programs that are out there. I like Social Oomph because I do multiple accounts and the price is right. Paula loves Buffer. She does one account. And it was actually, I would be tempted to look over at Buffer because Buffer now has added Pinterest. You can pin, set up your pins. When you use Buffer and Social Oomph, you're setting up your social media status updates to go at a prescribed date and time up to one year out. You can set them up to just automatically go. I've got stuck quotes that have been there since the day I signed up for social, probably over five, six years ago. And they go out every six months, or you could do it every holiday. It's my magic weapon of staying sane is social. I do pay for the upgrade social pro. They do have a free version. If it's just your account, you're probably good with the free might be that way with Buffer. I don't know. Just get in there and explore them. They almost all have a free 30-day trial. Test it out. See if it's going to work for you. My strategy for social media is to sit down with my day planner. I plan an hour per business of scheduling time. I'm going to go in social on. I'm going to figure out what I want to tweet, set up all my tweets to go out to all my accounts for the week, then I'm going to, I don't do it for Facebook very much because Facebook business page, you can now set up your own 
scheduled posts on your fan page. But with social oomph, they can go to your personal page, and they no longer look like they're coming from a third-party app, which makes it nice. I used to be able to do it to LinkedIn. LinkedIn just shut it down. You cannot no longer will LinkedIn let you use a third-party site like this to um, post your updates. But you got to have a plan. Got to have a system. Create a few infographs, a few new pictures. If you don't want to create them yourself, again, you've got PicMonkey, Canva, Share as Image. I do pay for the upgraded, paid version of Share as Image. But those are great, easy tools to create your own infographic. Try to, they have, Shara's Image has pictures, but I can also upload my own. And with Shara's Image, I can create sizes for Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, different ones. It's easy to do. If you don't want to do it, again, go over to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Have somebody create you an infographic. And set it up to go out. Homework time. Yes, you have homework. I want you to look at your profile and update it if you haven't been on there in a while. Make sure it's still relevant. Maybe you've changed the landing page or something. Check it out. Really think about what your goal is for Twitter. Is it just to, you know, for me, my main goal is to drive traffic to my online store. That's my main goal with Twitter. It works. Know why you're on there. Set up your tweeting schedule. I will be providing you a, a somewhat of a schedule to help you with this, but again, don't get hung up too much on those times if your business can be global. If you can hit people internationally, and you know I don't mean physically hit them, reach them, with your tweets, go for it. I find Sunday nights, I hate to, I don't like selling on Sunday, but that is like the prime day that people are buying. Sunday night, I always say it's probably, especially football season, women are sitting there pretending to be watching the game, but they're on the laptop shopping and on social media. At night, they're on social media. Know your audience, pay attention to what they're doing, and you'll be fine. Um... I honestly, I think that's about it, gang. Any questions? Anything that I rattled off and is unclear? If you're working on this and you have a question, again, go on over to the secret group, Social Media 2015. You've all been invited in there. I don't think I forgot anybody, but if you don't see that you're on there, just give me a holler. So that's where we are. That is Twitter. Have fun with it. Again, a tweet is only seven seconds, so you want to really have them going out. I call it batching, like one, two, three in a batch at a time, and then take a break. Batch three at a time, take a break. And the batching, again, is so you're right there because they're spinning so fast, you want to capture the person's attention. And if you need help, again, I'm here to help you with this. Get set up. Have fun. Last time, any questions? Everybody's good? I don't think I forgot anything. So I will say everybody have a great night. And again, we meet every Monday at 1 p.m. 
you'll be getting an ebook for each of these. Now, again, I've got to re-update this one. You have a draft one that's in the Facebook group right now. I want to update it with the things that I knew I would think of things as I was talking that I did not include, so I want to get those in there. Focus on your keywords and your tweets. Hashtags, keep it nice, be polite, use your manners. Everyone, this has been great. I'm thrilled you're all joining me on this call, on this next six-week journey. We're going to have a great time and be ready for the fourth quarter when it gets here, the third quarter, and really ramping it up so you have a great holiday at the end of the year, capturing, selling, whatever it is you need to do, whatever your goal is. So, again, don't be afraid of Twitter. I know sometimes I keep hearing, I don't see the point. The point is it's driving traffic to your website, to your online store, to your LinkedIn profile, wherever you want it to go. So, with that, I'm going to hush Everyone have a fabulous night, and I will see you over on the Facebook. Bye-bye.